And we're back. Woo. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> Welcome to the un, uh, underqualified and underpaid podcast. I think I got that wrong again. Underpaid and underqualified? Still don't know. It's six weeks in, but we took a week off. But we're back and we made it. You know why? Because we're persevere in the audience. We're back by popular demand. They want us. So we're here. And uh, my name is Vince and this is my co-host. Hey, I'm Job. By the way, this is, I think, episode seven. So we're at least seven weeks in. No, it's episode six. Is it really? I think so. Oh my gosh. I swear we're episode seven. Because we did a pilot that we didn't release. Yeah, that and we did that well, episode. I'm excluding talked- the pilot. Really? Well, we did that one where we talked about Twitter, and then we realized we said a bunch of comments. Yeah, but that's still shit. an episode that we released. Pretty sure we're at six. But I we don't c- know. Let me double. Let's check. just spend the whole episode debating what number this is, Joe. That'll make for a great episode. I'm still pretty sure that. I don't. <laughs> Anyways, know. the point is, we're here. We took a week off. I know all our many listeners were distraught and terrified one uh, Thursday morning when they didn't have their Fruit. podcast. John didn't go to radio school and he doesn't know that it's not good to interrupt your podcast with a visual that no one can see if they're listening to the podcast. I just want everyone to know that I'm right and I have proof. First time for everything, I guess. Shut your but mouth. we're here and uh, I know we took one week off. Uh, why did we take one week off, Joe? I don't know. Why That's did we right. take Chronic one week off? Okay. Di- diarrhea. That's what Josh said. He had an issue and I was very understanding. Actually, legitimately had a stomach issue last week. <laughs> Wait, did I tell you that? No, I just made that up. Oh, no, yeah, I really did, actually, last week. Man, we have such a connection as <laughs> podcast hosts that I just know what's going on. But, uh, no, that's not the reason, and we're not going to go down a diary, uh, diarrhea rabbit hole right now. But uh, what's the reason, Joe? Because... Wait, am I supposed to say it? What is the reason, Vince? Look <laughs> <laughs> how I ask you the question, you just throw it back to me. I'm asking you a question by I did a little moving. Living in Oakland right now. Oh. I know you could totally te- uh, tell that by listening to this podcast, just hearing those Oakland sound waves, right? Must sound so different in our professional studio. Actually, it's pretty empty in this room right now, so I can totally see there's like feedback and like, I- anyways, moving on. Yeah, you probably I'm occasionally hear the car stuff. Uh, we'll figure it out eventually. Once but we become rich and famous, we get soundproof rooms, we'll have better mics, maybe even a camera to live stream everything. You really, yeah, I really show high hopes for this podcast. Visuals. I this is this is the goose that laid the golden egg for me right now, man. <laughs> right now it's just poop and poop. Soon it'll be poop and gold. All right. Trust me. I uh, believe. Damn. Anyways, um, yeah. At least there's no fan. I don't have a fan going on in this room. I think that was a big complaint for our uh, seven or eight listeners, right? It's mostly from like one or two. I know who you are. Y'all complained to me already. <laughs> I'm calling you out now, right? Right, this is my ring moment. Yeah, getting, getting their own shout out. But uh, what's going on with you otherwise, Joe? What's your week? What's going on like? with me? Okay, well, last week during our break, a little bit happy because I did have stomach problems. And I learned that my body <laughs> can only digest so much cheese and it can only digest so much spicy food. Yeah. You really yeah. had to learn that? <laughs> I feel like it's a given after a while. Your okay, body just I've never had issues eating mac and cheese. So, you know, homeroom down in. Um, uh, Oakland by MacArthur. Oh, yeah. I almost ordered from there yesterday, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, so good but stuff. I Love it. Yeah. But uh, I, I ate one and a half. So lactose intolerance, I think it's like one of those things where it's like it gets worse and worse over time. Yeah. Some people get it later in life. Yeah. It's for me, too, because I used to drink whole milk. No problem. But this time around, so on Sunday evening, I had super spicy like noodles. And I drank a whole broth. So that messed me up for two days. Then after that, I had homeroom. I had like a plate and a half of mac and cheese. I ate my friend's mac and cheese because he couldn't finish. Um, 
And then so that made an, an interesting um, story next day. <laughs> and so I think I took a day off one day and I just said to my coworkers, my stomach is not feeling like it, guys. It's, it, and then like three is like, it's still not feeling it, guys. You know what I bet? I bet you're lying. He didn't. He, your friend could have finished the food. You just stole it from him. And this is all just karma for you stealing his food. That's what I think, Jeff. Would I steal food from another person? I've never seen you do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if you did. Yeah, given the situation, I probably would in a heartbeat. The one time at Twitter, I remember they gave like free ice cream sandwiches and we were all in a meeting conference room <laughs> and you had an ice cream sandwich eating it like a little four-year-old just like happy and so in the moment. We're like in this professional conference room, everyone's trying to study. You just have like ice cream all over your fingers and are just like so into the ice cream. Hey, it was good. I don't know why we had a meeting right before ice cream time and <laughs> yeah, but I was hungry. Fair enough, but I'm just saying that's why uh, I could see you stealing that homeroom macaroni for yourself. But yeah, no, so that was last week. This week, I actually went, I spent a couple days in Irvine nice. to watch a one of the greatest legendary bands of its time right now. It's very different, but the band called Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so I was super stoked. I got discounted tickets. And so I went to Irvine for the show. Really? How'd you get the discounted tickets? Uh, city credit card. Oh, okay. Yeah, Very so you nice. got some perks. Actually, they gave me a twenty dollars credit to Ooh. go by to attend another concert. Look so. at you! How much did the tickets cost? Forty. That's not too Whereas bad. Whereas the seats were supposed to cost hundred. For how big they are, yeah, I feel like yeah, hundred yeah. would probably. But be they were better. nosebleed. But even then, like considering your seats were nosebleed. Yeah, but like a row in front of me would have been, would jump to a hundred dollars. Damn. But prices that were slashed the day of to twenty bucks. So. Did you buy your tickets the day of too? No, I bought mine uh, like a month in advance. Okay. But I mean, all things considered, it's actually pretty cheap. Nice they also done. they also gave me a ten dollar credit for food, which huh. I couldn't use on booze, so I ended up buying tater tots. <laughs> Link one eighty two and tater tots, match made in heaven. It was great. Yeah. And then the opener was a neck deep. Oh, there was an opener. I thought it was Lil Wayne, but he canceled. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, normally bands have like three bands performing, right? Uh, like two openers and That's one true. headliner. Normally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're right, Vince. Lil Wayne was supposed to make an appearance. I think they're. Co- I think it's pronounced Lil Wayne. Gotta get. I did say Lil Wayne. Yeah, it's not like you had the extra syllable in there. Yeah, to be honest, I really couldn't give a fuck about how his name is pronounced because I really could care less about his music. Oh, um, I hate it when people do that. It's couldn't care less, Jaw. And I still don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good um, response. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I generally tried to listen to his music, and I thought, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I can't listen to his music. Um, so yeah, security guard asked me, hey, what a bummer that Lil Wayne isn't performing. And I just responded back, I'm not here for him, so what do I care? Yeah, that's fair. That is one of the weirdest tour combinations of Lil Wayne and Blink-182. I feel like they're just trying to appeal to like people who graduated like 2009, 2010, because I feel like those are both artists that were like pretty big around. Like when I think to my high school period, which I guess we were in the same, we're the same year, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, don't you think, like, senior year, like, Lil Wayne and Blink-182 were on top? No, I feel like... I remember... Well, you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, because I remember, like, another black kid in my high school making fun of me for listening to Lil Wayne. Like, no, not Lil Wayne. listening to Blink-182 my, like, sophomore year. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I got know. made fun of for listening to Blink-182 in high school. Wow, that's the opposite, because I feel like Blink-182 had the classic trajectory where in second grade, they were, like, the cool band that, like, oh, if you, like, want to show that you like rock, you like Blink-182, and then, like, sixth grade, randomly, they were, like, super not popular, and Green Day was, like, the cool band, and everyone hated Blink-182, they were just, like, hacks, and then randomly, like, three years later, senior year, they become cool again. 
That was my high school trajectory. And like my friend, my roommate from college who like went to college in SoCal or went to high school in SoCal said the same thing. So I thought it was just universal, like NorCal, no, SoCal. I had a different experience. Yeah. Um, most people were, well, I mean, I, like I had an Eminem 50 Cent phase. I also had a Slipknot phase. What's funny is it was <laughs> Slipknot and Eminem first, then Slipknot, then um, just normal pop punk rock. Okay. All throughout life after that. But, uh, yeah, no, I vividly remember being made fun of on the basketball court. We're saying, yeah, I listen to Blink-182. Wow. I don't know. It's interesting. I always thought, like, when Green Day, like, it was almost like in middle school there could only be one pop-punk band, and it was Green Day. And then Blink-182, like, were just the hacky, like, poser band for everybody. Nah, I think everyone was really down for them. Like, everyone was... I didn't, but the thing is that a lot of people, my peers, at least in my, the high school I went to, mm-hmm. didn't care so much about rock in general. It was pretty much what was pop, what was on MTV, right? Mm-hmm. And so at that time, it was like a whole hip hop, like what Nelly, uh, uh, Black Eyed Peas, stuff like that. Usher, yeah. Uh, Usher, yeah. So that was what's popular. Flowrider. Um, <laughs> Flowrider is still popular, dude. Everybody. Is it really? Flo-Rida. I haven't heard him in a while. Anyways, <laughs> no. whatever. Flowrider is like notoriously like one of the worst artists. When you think of like the Nickelback of rap, that's kind of the good. Oh, is it, whatever. I don't know, but like <laughs> they were like popular. We're so baby, we're so baby. <laughs> I actually had a debate proving that song is not about blowjobs to somebody. Was it about he's actually blowing a whistle? No, about kissing. <laughs> no way, it's totally about No, there's jobs. one verse, I forgot what that specific verse was, and I said, You cannot perform a blowjob while performing that action. Therefore, it is about kissing. You think a rapper really cares about that? Oh, no, I just I did that just to mess with people. <laughs> I did that purely just to mess with people, and it made a lot of people like, Firmly believe that the song was about blowjobs, but when I, after talking to them, they were like, uh, I could see your point, yeah, I guess that's true. Wow. You have good con- uh, debate skills, I guess. If it wasn't for that line, I probably wouldn't have, like, <laughs> sold it at all. I mean, if there's a rap song and the word blow is in it and there's a cylinder-like object, they're definitely talking about a blowjob. Oh, yeah. No, it purely was, but yeah. I... I was like, uh, I just want to mess with some people. <laughs> um, you got some gullible friends, man. But uh, there's also that Rihanna song. I forget what it's. it's uh, fuck, what is it? There's some Rihanna song that apparently the the rumored metaphor is about golden showers. I mean, I wouldn't put it past her, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what it was. That's weird. I, I really wouldn't put it past like some of these um, artists. Yeah. Actually, even like just in general, I feel like if you're seeing any type of like popular music you're probably going to be saying something interesting. All right. <laughs> Anyways. I kind of zoned out there for a second, but uh, we're just going to jump back into it. Uh, yeah, so that was the Blink Show, Joe. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the songs. I was one of the few people that are able to sing along to most of the lyrics to an Enema State. So the Blink-182 concert was uh, the 20th anniversary of one of the most popular CDs, mm-hmm. and most State. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, everyone around me will know this because this is the most popular. It's 20 damn years old. And it will be fun. It will be like a concert-wide karaoke. Guess what? I was probably like one of like... Three. Probably like 20% or less of the audience like that's actually really knew the whole album. Wow. And it was depressing. Huh, that's weird. I feel like, do you remember when we saw Sum 41, they did the Does This Look Infected entire yes. album? I feel like a good amount of the audience knew most of the songs. Even the like less popular ones, like the audience seemed like they were vibing. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Sum 41 felt like everyone knew it, but when I was there, yeah. I forgot I put in earplugs, which is 
kind of a regret. But as I was like, kind of like listening around me, I'm like, why do I hear my voice so vividly? <laughs> like so clear versus like... That always makes me uncomfortable. Anytime I'm at a concert and I can hear myself sing, I'm just like, oh God, I don't want to put other people through this. I just wish it was loud enough so I could like scream at the yeah. top of my lungs and no one hears. And so since I was singing in those wee sections, so you know for a fact that not everyone knows a song. Yeah. Like that's fine because you're not going to know every song in a band. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. Um... But I, I just thought, wow, there's definitely a few songs where a lot of people really didn't know, and I'm the only one that knew. It's almost a sense of mm. pride in there, isn't there? No, it is a sense yeah. of pride. In a weird way. But at the way, same time, yeah. it was a little bit like, depressing. Oh, it is a little bit depressing because thinking how like Blink-182, this is like their second album um, with their new band because the original singer Tom DeLonge. Is DeLong. DeLong? Okay, sorry. Tom DeLong. How do um, I know that? You're the Blink-182 fan. <laughs> English is technically not my first language. Hi, in your face. Um... Doesn't make it acceptable. I there's some words I really legitimately don't know. It's how to French. His name is French anyway, so apparently it's okay. All right. Well, you know what? English. You is know, French. I saw an interview with Tom Tom DeLonge and Mel Gibson. <laughs> there's a video of them talking. That sounds together. like the worst combination ever. It's it worked out surprisingly well. He I remember Mel Gibson made a joke. He said like, "Why wasn't your name Mo?" And he's like, "Mo." Or he's like, "Why isn't your first name Mo?" And he's like, "Why would it be Mo?" He's like, "Mo DeLonge." He's like, "Ha ha." <laughs> Uh, 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 oh yeah, moving on. Classic Mel Gibson humor. Um, so yeah, so it was enjoyable. It was also interesting how the fact that they're mostly Caucasians at this concert, which is fine because that's normal. Gotta take it, racial episode six. I am. Gotta episode gotta seven. Corner. Episode seven. I'm gonna discredit one of the episodes. No, but I'm sure we have such a bad. No, it's kind of gotta be one episode we can. I try. just thought it was kind of cool. Like, oh sweet, I'm a minority here, and I know this. Yeah, represent, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's just three dudes in behind me, pissed drunk. I wonder if it was because you were in uh, SoCal, because I feel like in NorCal there's a good amount of people, like Asian people, like Blake 182. What's funny is later on, there's like a group of four like Asians that sat next to us. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there were some. They were out there, but then, like, when I first walked in, they're like, yeah, I didn't really see any. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I bet it could. Well, you said you saw it in the OC, right? Yes. The I OC saw it in the OC. <laughs> all that rich Republican money. That's why it was all white people. That's probably why. I bet if you saw it here, it'd be way more Asian people. I feel like any punk rock show I go to, for the most part, there's like a good amount of Asian people. I'm sure there is. Oh, I mean, except maybe Rise Against. But in terms of like pop punk for sure, then yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Um, yeah, no, that was interesting. Nice. Was, I went to a few concerts. That's a little band called the <clears throat> The Rolling Stones. I'm not sure if the mic picked that up. Can you say it a little bit louder? The Rolling Stones. Try it again. Rolling Stones. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sick of me right now. I actually couldn't tell if you just like didn't understand me. I had such. Oh no, I understood you. But the first time, honestly, I don't think the mic. I don't know if up. you actually like knew that band either. Oh, I knew the band. Okay, I'm just not into them. That's actually, fair. I have another friend that went to it. That, oh uh, yeah, I'm nice. Not, I, I didn't know that shows into them, but I was like, hey, yeah. Cool. So fuck yeah. your show. Rolling Stones are way better, I'm sure. Oh uh, well, they're a classic. So <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, it's totally different. You can't yeah. really compare. Go screw yourself. It was uh, Levi Stadium too, so I'm sure you would have hated being there. <laughs> That's the 49ers thing. Oh, st- oh, okay. I was thinking of that candlestick. I got that confused. No, no, no. But it was actually that, yeah, that's like a really good stadium for concerts. It worked out super well. I had like literally like second to last, like back, very back row. And I still felt like I was like with it. Like they're like the arena's built, built in a way that you feel like you're like pretty close up to the action no matter where you are. Well, it's a brand new stadium, right? Because I've been there a couple times for football games. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, 
So it's a really nice and clean stadium. It's great. Yeah. No, I really like the stadium itself too. But uh, yeah, Stones are fucking classic, man, dude. Mick Jagger, the band, they're like in, I think they're like in their 70s, 76 or so. They do, they can move better than we can now, I'm pretty sure. Watch me when I'm like in my 50s and 60s watching Blink 182 up there when they're 70. <laughs> And that's the thing, though. I don't think they'll be playing when they're 70. I think Rolling Stones are just, like, that's what makes them that good. They're, like, the band that's still going at 70, you know? I mean, there's also still, like, Guns N' Roses that are going strong. I think ACDC... ACDC are close, but ACDC are probably, like, 10 years... 10 to 20 years behind. Oh, okay, okay, maybe, sure. But, yeah, yeah, but, like, uh, Guns N' Roses, definitely, they're still touring around. And yeah, but they're... Music. Guns N' Roses are probably in their 50s right now, so... Oh, okay, cool. Like, 20 years younger. But, uh, no, I know what you mean. There are a lot of bands that have been going for a while. But, uh, yeah, Joe was fucking great. They did one song that I didn't expect them to do, and I literally had a moment where I was like, oh, like that. What, you, like, orgasmed in your pants or something? Yeah, not just my pants, everywhere. Toes, elbows, I'm so ears. glad you didn't ask me to come with you on the concert. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so, I think I would have. Hey, John, you want to spend $100 to see a show from a band you don't like, even though you wouldn't go see Doctor Who for, like, $10? <laughs> Actually... There's a plot twist to that. I oh, probably yeah. could have saw the movie for free. Doctor Who? Yeah. No, that wasn't the point. The point was, wait, in theaters? For yeah. Free? How? I have a pass. For Hacienda? It. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> it was like wedged somewhere and I was recently cleaning it. I found it and I was like, oh, you, well, you look at that. Well, it works out too. Cause I, like I said, by the end of it, I was happy that I went alone. It was an emotional experience. Vince, I told you, if you need a friend and you said that, I then would I wouldn't have hit you instead up. Instead of if I needed a friend, I would have said. Instead of asking from the get-go, if I would have said, you want to go to something that I know you probably won't be interested in, if you said, hey, I just need a friend to go with me, I would have said yes. If I needed a friend, I would have said, I'm not hitting up Jack, because clearly he can't shut the fuck up as this last 10 seconds is illustrated. <laughs> I'm just saying. Jaw's crying. Jaw's crying right now. You can't see Vince, it. Vince, I'm here for you. <laughs> I am here for you. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't express the level of discomfort. I feel a jaw just touched my knee in this past moment. All right, so moving on. So recently, I saw an interesting movie. Oh yeah, nice smooth, <laughs> nice smooth transition there, jaw. I wasn't done talking about my week. I got one more thing to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Please continue. Yes, I did half dome. Oh, we talked that? about this, remember last week? Oh, is that recently? Yeah, I, I think, think we talked about it on the though. podcast. I don't recall. Well, English. he took two weeks off, remember? Yeah. Oh, well, anyways. Well, anyways. How's hey. Half Dome? How's that? How's the Endeavor and, like, the experience overall? Overall, good experience. I think you should do it. Just to kind of say you did it. I think the hike itself... miles, dude. Uh, you know, total walking actually came out to 23. <laughs> like, 12 hours of hiking. Like, there and back. I did an extra mile because I wanted to swap out my shoes. <laughs> After a mile of walking, I was like, ah, I don't like these shoes. And then I ran back to the car. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. Worth. <laughs> well, then again, you do more cardio than me, so I'm not sure if I would be able to survive. Like, doing two miles is already, like, my max. Of running or walking? Running. Well, it's walking. I mean, I didn't run. Yeah, I just but ran the half dome. There's elevation gain. That's Oh, yeah, dude. Point. The hills the hills will fucking hurt you, dude. It's, yeah, exactly. So it's, like, 12 hours of, like, actual hiking? Mm, I don't know. Well, I, I really you probably do it in 10. I don't know. We took, like, a lunch break and stuff, but... I don't know. The cables, you said you weren't scared by the cables, right? No, that's the part that excites me. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, I was most scared about the cables, but, like, looking back on it, I think cables were, like, the part I was, like, most stoked on. Like, I was nervous doing it at first. Like, most people are pretty scared, but, like, after a while, like, after about halfway into it, when you realize you're not going to die, you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah, because, like, looking at that, it's like, oh, sweet. So, I think one friend mentioned that I might be an adrenaline junkie. 
You? Yeah, that may or may not Are you afraid true. of heights? No. Okay. I mean, I skydived before. before. I like... I would love to skydive. How was that? It's great. It's a yeah. great experience. Um, definitely when I first jumped out of a plane, I was saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And <laughs> after a while, I'm like, this is actually really, really fun. And then the lingering fear of my parachute not opening, like, hit me. But at the same time, I was like, this is still really fun. Dude, I feel like if I was skydiving, that would just... I would have to, like, exile that thought from my mind. Like, I would have to 100% tell myself, this parachute will work. There's no problems at 100%. Yeah. Nothing will go wrong, you know? I mean, if you think about it rationally, because that, that, that kind of stuff helps, right? Like, yes. okay, the chance of you and your instructors, instructors of parachute not going off is very slim. Yeah. And so chances are, you'll be fine. And you gotta think that, like, a skydiving company, they know that this is, like, top of mind. So they have to take, like, 100% precaution. Yeah, because, like, their staff is at risk. Their company yeah. is at risk. Their so. lives are at risk, too. I mean, they don't, nobody wants to die. The will to live is the strongest factor ever. You know? Yeah, so, like, that kind of stuff, like, put my mind at ease yeah. to go through it. Yeah. Go through with it. But it was definitely really fun. Um, I will say that the second they pulled the parachute, it definitely, it, I, it's definitely not that bad of a jolt. And okay. so it was great, kind of flying around, got to control the parachute a little How bit. How long was the entire experience from like jumping out of the plane to um, getting on the ground? I definitely would say, so I didn't pay extra to mm -hmm. go a little bit higher. You paid I, extra? I did not because okay. I was off of financial aid money in college. <laughs> um, nice. So hi government and the state of California, thanks. Second on that government tip. Um, so I didn't pay the extra money. I wish I did because I think it was an extra like eight seconds of free fall. And oh, that's okay. the fun part. The free it's fall. It's funny part. how eight seconds cost that much money. <laughs> I think it was like a hundred dollar difference or like maybe two. <laughs> I really don't remember because it was about like four Almost or ten dollars per second. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, but, yeah, um, Anyways, sorry, I didn't know pets were allowed in this apartment. Hey, does that mean that Norma's going to come in? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, all right, fine. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, Norma's my dog for our many listeners who didn't Norma's know. Norma's an adorable puppy. Yep, it's true. And a pit bull. Anyways, um, yeah, skydiving sounds fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, if I had the money, I'd honestly have faster cars, nicer cars, sports cars, and probably go on the track or something. Oh, your adrenaline junkie phase, you mean? Yeah, and I also you, like shark dive before. You do it like uh, Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious? I mean, if I can, if I have the money, sure, why not? I don't know. Definitely. I don't know, fast, driving fast never really appealed to me too much. The Fast and the Furious movies and stuff, I don't know. Uh, I used to enjoy them a lot more when it was about cars. Now it's just about heists and like. <laughs> I kind of like it more now that it's gotten so ridiculous. Like I just want to see how much more ridiculous it gets. Like they eventually go in the future. They fucking like. Oh, I think it's projected to go into space. <laughs> I think there <laughs> is. I think I did read an interview. Either that or Sharknado. I forgot which one. <laughs> I hope they do a crossover with Sharknado, Men in Black, and Fast and Furious, and the, and they all become family. Because <laughs> they don't have friends, they have family. That's cute. You know that, Joe? Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but we're definitely friends. We're not family. Yeah. Friends at best. Way. Friends on a good day, I'd say. Let's just keep it that way. We're keeping it Control. professional. We're podcast partners. Exactly. We're co-hosts. Yeah, exactly. Co-partners. We're doing this for the shared goal of being, being rich. That's, yeah, I don't, yeah, don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. At least through this means. Wouldn't that be funny if somehow, like, we're just, like, world popular, we're, like, super famous in Japan or, like, some random country? <laughs> like they're just randomly. We'll be fighting. touring business trip. <laughs> nobody, in, nobody in the U.S. or Canada or Europe listens. Just like one country loves it. Maybe Russia. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be a pretty random country. I could dig it. Yeah. All right. Anyways, um. So let's get to the topic at hand. Joe wanted to talk about something very strongly. 
Yes. That's right, Tom Holland leaving the MCU. How does it feel, Joe? <laughs> Actually, it's it's a little sad in a sense of the Marvel Universe MCU is affected. Yes. But the fact is that he hasn't really, at least to my knowledge, he doesn't have any projects slated that's coming up. So there's Tom still Holland? time. Yeah. He has a movie with the Russo brothers. I don't know if it's already filmed. Well, no, no. I mean for MCU. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not sure if there's a cameo or whatever planned, but no, like, Spider-Man, like... Uh, in that movie for sure. Yeah. And so I think they're at the point where they don't have like Sony movies specifically lined up yet. They're probably like thinking about them right now. But no, they're probably thinking about it, but nothing was announced at like Comic Con or nothing yeah. was announced at D23. They hinted that the Venom crossover was going to happen. Yeah, so they hinted that, but it was nothing solidified, right? Yeah. And so because of that, to me, it's a lot of people are upset mm-hmm. at either Sony or both parties, whatever it may be. Yeah. But um, my opinion is this is that there's still room to negotiate. There's still time. Yeah, that's how I feel. You like, never know, like, because, like, this merger in general, like, mm-hmm. happened uh, almost out of the blue. Yeah. And so, yeah, people are upset. I get where you're coming from, but hey, I'm the home, my bro. I'm just going to wait and see. There no, that's, that's honestly how I feel too. I think like a lot of people are freaking out about it, but I'm just like, like, I feel like Disney and Marvel have to, or like Marvel and Sony have to know that if Sony puts out a Spider-Man movie, there's going to be a lot of backlash and they don't want that. And Marvel has to know. So they're going to, I feel like, I don't know. I just don't take it seriously. I feel like eventually they're going to like just get him back in some way and make yeah. it work. But, uh, it's weird. Sony's reason too. They said the reason was that Kevin Feige didn't have enough time to like focus on the movie. I don't know. That was a little strange. I've heard different things right and then yeah. the, the, the most consistent one is pretty much Disney wanted to share the cost and Sony wanted to keep the same amount of royalties for both parties yeah what I heard is Disney's kind of being like the a-hole in this situation like Sony's like hey we kind of want to make like some money from this and Disney's like yeah we want half yeah so like I mean it, it's funny how like the media actually portrays Sony as the bad guy yeah at and first they did at least I feel like the media is a little more on Disney's side now but it when is. it first happened like everyone was like fuck Sony you stole our Spider-Man you know you stole Tom Holland I think to me it's both parties are at fault but then both are but it's still not the 11th hour yet yeah and so there's still room I think so and I'm yeah. just we'll see how it plays I out I mean look at the James Gunn situation everyone thought he was done and then there was like petition after petition like get him back get him back oh, and then just randomly months later out of nowhere when everyone had kind of given up hope they're like hey he's back well that's a little bit different but that was just kind of like internal conflict this one was uh, lawyers are involved it's a little that one it was definitely a different situation but the fact I think the same principle of like everyone is devastated they're doing all they can to get him back and then it seems hopeless and then randomly out of nowhere oh he's back it's fine you know yeah, it's not too bad, but um, like I said, I'm not worried. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, that wasn't the real topic. I just put you on the spot. Uh, what's the real topic, Joe? What is the real topic, Vince? I'm glad you finally asked and allowed me to express my thoughts. Um, yeah, so I saw this wonderful movie a couple weeks ago. It's called The Farewell. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know the, uh, I guess now she's an actress, the actress Aquafina? Yeah, she's supposed to be in the Shang-Chi movie, and she's like a rapper. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, actually, she heard uh, claim to fame was the song called "My Vagina," <laughs> <laughs> a classic that everyone knows. Which funny thing is that I think she got fired for that song because she I think worked for a marketing company. Nice. And then she got I work for a marketing company. Does that mean if I write a song called "My Penis," I'll get fired? Well, it was already a song called "My Penis," but um, damn, I'll get fired for trademark. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, and I think she got hired by another company because of her claim to fame because of that because she kind of went viral because of that song. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so this movie, it's it's about this millennial girl in New York. 
Played by Aquafina. Played by Aquafina. All right. And basically trying to make ends meet, but at the same picture. time, like, um, it's it's an Asian American lifestyle, uh, Asian American person and her experience in America, and okay. especially in the sense of kind of in her way finding identity of how to live her life, especially balancing culture and her passion. And so she doesn't have consistent work. Apparently, uh, I forgot. She has like, she was trying to apply for a certain fellowship. Okay. Got rejected, having trouble paying a single studio, one bedroom, something rent in New York. Uh, Her family lives, she visits her family to go home and do laundry. Very, (laughs) try to say money millennial, right? (laughs) Um, And then there's a bombshell dropped. Her grandma has stage four cancer. And she's, she only has a few months left to live. And her family actually didn't want her to come onto this tri- uh, trip to go see her grandma because grandma doesn't know she has cancer. And apparently it's in Chinese culture or at least in mainland China culture mm-hmm. that you don't tell um, the grandparents of their terminal illness to okay. save them from the suffering. And the wow. family will bear it. That's definitely it. very different than what we do. Yeah, so it's very different. And so the family didn't want her to come along because she has a strong emotional attachment to her grandma. And they're saying, yeah, you're going to probably spill the beans within like 10 seconds of seeing her. So that's why we don't want you to come. Instead, we're going to say we're wow. all visiting together for this fake marriage for our other, for her other grandson in a three-month relationship. Nice. Yeah. So she's a loud mouth. Bitch. But it's, um, but she ends up saying, YOLO, screw you guys. I'm flying China. And so with her credit card, with no income, flew to China. I can't believe you just said YOLO, by the way. Sorry, I have to take a moment and be uh, disgusted. Dab. Uh, anyways. Anyways, going back. Um, for our listeners, I just dabbed in front of Vince. Um, Not as bad as when you touched my knee. That was much worse. So she went to, to China to go see her grandma, and she didn't spill the beans. She was actually trying to be calm as possible. But okay. it became this kind of struggle of, like, is it really okay? Is it ethically okay? Is it morally okay to withhold this information from my grandma that I love? But is their Chinese custom to um, not share that? Yeah. And they even talked about... So it's about tradition versus what you think is, like, actually pragmatically correct. And that's, so that's one aspect, right? And yeah. then there's one scene where there's effectively three different families that came okay. together. So uh, the grandma has two sons. One son decided to go to Japan. Uh, to one live. son is what? Decided to go to Japan. Okay. To immigrate to Japan and live As there. you do. Whereas another one, which is Aquafina's dad, mm-hmm. immigrated to America and started life there. And there's a third family. I don't remember or recall the relationship, but she has some type of emotional attachment to the grandma somehow. Ugh. And so she lives in China, but she plans on sending her child to America for school, which is very common practice to send your kid to either uh, London, England or America for education because they tend to have easier and better education than universities in, than in China. Okay. Um, and so it, was, it became a spat where, like, are you really Chinese or not? And so the family that went to Japan said, I will always be Chinese even though I'm living in Japan. Uh, I will always be nationally Chinese. And then the American family, Aquafina's dad said, well, we traveled here with American passports and I've been gone for like 20 years. I think it's safe to say that I'm American. Hmm. Interesting. And then the uh, third family, the one that, to my knowledge, doesn't have blood relations, she said, hey, I'm uh, I'm pro-China. It's great. And then the the, the Aquafina's mom uh, retorted back, if China is so great... Why are you sending your son to America for education? And what happens if he doesn't want to come back? Hmm. 
And so she just felt quiet. Like she just got schooled. And so when I saw that scene, it became very, okay. Yeah. What is that? identity? what is like, is it okay to say that you're American, um, but still retain your Chinese identity? In my opinion, yes. But for some people, I see that as I've actually seen other like Asian specifically Chinese people say that I wish I was never Chinese. I wish I was white or something. You've seen Asians say that? I've seen Asians say, like, I wish I was never Asian. Wow. Have you ever felt that way? Well, I've always lived in a predominantly Asian community. Yeah. So I've never had an identity struggle. I always felt That's like, good. okay, well, I'm American, but also I'm ethnically, and technically I was born in Taiwan, so nationally, Chinese. Wow. Chinese, Taiwanese, we're not going to debate about that. But, <laughs> yeah. So, to me, I've never had that identity issue. But for other people, especially if they're born in, like... Atlanta, Chicago, or like parts of like Tennessee or something like that, right? <laughs> it's hard to be in, in a culture where it's like, okay, well, my parents are Chinese, but everyone else I know is white. And so if I bring dumplings to school, that's weird. Here, it's like, you brought dumplings? Dang, how did you keep that warm? And still yeah. eat it for lunch. That would be here. In the um, Bay Area, you mean? Bay Area or SoCal. California in general. Oh, yeah. Because um, every millennial loves sushi and... What else? Yeah, so it's a little bit different, right? And and seeing that, and so the end, the movie ended with really no, uh, it ended kind of as a cliffhanger. So Aquafina went back to America, and she <laughs> no spoiler alert, by the way, <laughs> just fully divulging that movie. Spoiler alert, everybody. <laughs> well, we'll announce it later in the title. I realize that we are very bad to spoil alerts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every movie we bring up, we like tell the ending in the within the first five seconds of talking about it. And then like somebody else also calls out each other, like, "Hey, spoiler alert, dude." I've definitely called that to you at least once. Yeah, I think you're, you're more, more often. I think you're more guilty of it, though. I will not deny that. <laughs> I don't know. Spoilers actually don't bother me. I'm a weird person where... Well, I feel like if you're listening to something like this, you should always be cautious about spoilers in general. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, moving on, she... The ending. The... I was about to spoil it. Get ready. Spoiler. Yes. She was telling her grandma, hey, what if I decide to stay? And grandma said, no, you're independent. The grandma doesn't know that she's unemployed. You're independent. You're a strong woman. Keep doing you. Mm-hmm. And go back. You have a life still. Mm-hmm. And it ends with her getting a taxi, going home, and she, her, you see her grandma getting further and further away in the distance and crying. Uh, and then you see Aquafina walking in New York and going back to her empty apartment. And so that's pretty much the ending. So a lot of people I know when I watched it with them, they felt like, well, that was very anticlimactic. There was no conclusion yeah. to this. She That's a lot of indie yeah. movies these days, it seems like, too. No clear, like, very strong conclusion. Just kind of like a weird ending like that. Yeah, and, and to me, it's like the way I interpret that was there was no right or wrong answer to what she could could have done, right? Um, the thing is that if you want to respect your family, you withheld that information. You could say or that. Or yeah. you could break out of the norm and continue to live out your life. And the thing is that she did do that and look at where it got her. She did try to pursue her passion. So in the movie, she's, uh, I guess she's very uh, well-skilled in playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And so there's a whole scene where she is just like destroying the piano and playing this amazing tune. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, she decided to pursue her passion in arts. Okay. But she's unemployed, unable to make ends meet. And she this did do that. Sh- this should have been a bio for like Aquafina's actual life. So when you, when you say pursuing <laughs> arts, you mean her writing a song called My Vagina. <laughs> but she actually went viral. Yeah, exactly. Two different... That'll be part two of the But yeah, no. So that 
so to me, it's that the the reason why I had such an ambiguous end is that there's no correct answer to how to live the identity and that balance between like, okay, how much how traditional should I be or how Americanized should I be? Yeah, you could say that. And that's how I saw it. And I know a lot of people when I, I watched it in like a group of like I think eleven or twelve people. Wow. It was all very very Are degrees of Asian? like they're all Asian, but like different experiences. So like for me. I was actually the most immigrant one of all of them because I was born not in America. Damn, you can't be president? Fuck. Yeah, it's illegal for me to be president, but I can be at any other office. Actually, I could probably be president if, like, literally three, if I was assigned as Secretary of State and three other people or two other people die before me. Is that in the, that's the rules? There's a chain of command, and I think only at that point, maybe, I hmm. could be allowed. Okay. Um, depending on the chain of command. Um, this is random, but it reminded me of the movie Vice. Do you remember that with uh, Christian Bale? I've actually never seen that, and I really should. That movie was so fucking boring, do not see it. <laughs> oh, my, well, I like the political jargon and parody and stuff like that. I don't know if you would, man. I mean, like, Christian Bale did a really good impression of, like, Dick Cheney the whole time, but, like, he acted really well. But the thing is, the person he was doing an impersonation of is one of the most bland people you could ever see. It was just him just like, mm, yeah. Let's let's get the nukes. You know, like that was him just the whole time, just like super, like just fat, bloated, bald dude who's just wants to shoot a lot of shit. <laughs> that was probably just Dick Cheney back then. That was him, but it was just not an entertaining movie. Anyways, yes. sorry, back but to yeah. more so, entertaining movies. And so it's so the, the party that I went with, there's very degrees of like Asian identity. So there's one percent third generation Chinese in America. Okay, who was like I straight up cannot relate with this, and I don't understand. Or like it was insightful, but I can't relate to it. In any manner or degree. Wow. Uh, okay. Then there's other. Then there's me who was like, okay, well, I fully understand the movie because it was almost all in Mandarin. It was all in Mandarin for the most part. Fuck. Like, yeah. I can't see it. it was like, Do they have subtitles? Subtitles. There's subtitles. Oh, okay. Cool. Everyone else spoke Cantonese, so for that, I was like, I didn't really need subtitles. Wow. Anyway, so. Um, so Aquafina speaks Mandarin. Uh, she spoke pretty broken Mandarin, but I think it was like more broken. Then like she can actually speak huh. for the sake of the movie. Um, I can speak a little Mandarin. Want to hear? I'm afraid. <laughs> I think I actually like said it to you once. I think you just... did, and I just stared at you like I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> so here's the story. There was a show called Chuck. Do you remember the show Chuck? Yes. So there's pl- the plot of Chuck is he has a government computer in his brain, and if he flashes, he has all this information that he can like like spit out. And one of the things the actor said was he learned how to speak Mandarin, and I just wanted to see if I could learn what he said. And apparently it's not Mandarin, according to you, because you speak Mandarin, correct? Yes. Alright, so get ready. Pikoi, Pontu Japdoi Parai, Ta, Komayonja Pondu Biloi, Bimadewa, Punjab, Kunaiko Jab, Muni Lui. I feel like I should be offended, but I have no idea what you said. <laughs> I wasn't even like trying to make fun of anything. That's actually me trying to sound exactly how a white guy speaking Mandarin sounded on that show. I think you even sent me the clip, and I stared back at the clip like, I'm still confused what you're trying to convey. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't sound uh, legible at all. And I'm trying to sound like him, so that probably doesn't help. But anyways, <laughs> but yeah, no, that so. should be our new intro, just me saying that. <laughs> anyways, back to my point. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, so it's, it's interesting to see, like, because... I, I, I mean, personally, I don't see people having a struggle, especially with, like, uh, Latinos and Latinas, uh, having an sh- identity crisis about I like themselves. the accent you got there. You really, you really went into it. Oh, did I try? Did it show? Thanks. Um, <laughs> Latina, you were like, I like the accent. Latinas and Latinos. <laughs> Why does that racist coming out of your mouth? Because <laughs> I'm white. That's just what we did. That wasn't my point, anyways. <laughs> Sorry. So, Easily yes. distracted. Uh, and I forgot her point. 
Oh, yeah, so, um... You don't see it in Latinos and Latinas. Like, I, I feel like they're very strong in their culture and, like, they embrace it. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Asian-American identity is very, like... It's like a spectrum. There's, like, the hardcore people that are, like, oh, I'm very in tune with my culture and okay. I do all this other stuff. And there's others who it's, like, I don't know, a lick of Chinese. I need help ordering food. Uh, I, like, I don't know anything about my culture. And my parents don't even know how to speak Chinese. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so it's What's a, the ratio? What would you say the percentage-wise? So that's funny. So growing up in SoCal, I never encountered people who didn't know how to speak their language. Really? Okay. But after moving to NorCal, I found that there's other generations of Ch- uh, Asians here. Mm-hmm. It's more common to find that here in NorCal than it is in SoCal. I can see that too, honestly, yeah. And so that actually kind of like uh, perplexed me of, wow, you don't – like eat, just after two generations, you've already lost that Asian identity. And so that kind of perplexed me of like, okay, well, it's fine. It makes sense you lose your identity, but it's like to actually completely forget everything about it. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me wonder. It's like, okay, interesting. Hmm. But it's not wrong because like, well, it happened with a lot of like Caucasians when they first immigrated to America, right? Like back in 1700s, 1600s. Yeah. Like over time, identity, culture changes that happens. But yeah. With Asians right now, since it's so new, and there's more and more immigrants coming in, it's you have this broad spectrum, and some people are ashamed of their Asian identity, which to me that is the most disheartening. Yeah, or it's fine if you lose it because of generational stuff, because it just happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like my kids, if I have kids, like I have a choice, mm-hmm. will have that identity or not. Mm-hmm. It's up to them if they want to pass on to my grandkids. But for me, damn straight, I'm gonna like force them to learn Chinese. But, um, Damn. All right. Yeah. Do you think you would? So, if you had kids, do you think they'd live in the U.S. and you teach them Mandarin? Or? I'd probably send them to Chinese school. Really? And I probably would. And to make them learn, I would probably even go learn with them to wow. like refresh my memory. Do you mean like this traditional strict Asian parent that you always hear about? <laughs> uh. Wait, I don't think I'm being strict. racist by saying that too. Wait, I've wait, talked wait. to enough Asians who've said their parents are strict, and I think that's a thing. Well, like the fun, like what level of strict? Like I feel like there's like, definitely a level. You can't go out on the weekends unless you get 4.0s. Oh no, I'm not going to be that. I'm going to okay. be like, well, if you failed your class, you're staying put, and if you want to play video games, I'm going to probably take a hammer to it if you don't get your grades up. So if they have C's, what are you going to do? Like C's, we'll say C's in like physics. Okay, it's depends. If my kid's legitimately an idiot. Sure, but well, he's kid, related to you, Josh. So but I'll, just, I'll kid, just leave it at that. I'll I got leave it an A in to, physics. I'll leave it up to interpretation when I say he's just related to you. I set the curve in calculus in high school. Anyways, did you? Yeah, and then look at me in college. Nearly got kicked out <laughs> twice. Anyways, so, really? Uh, yeah, I, I did not know that. Wow. Um, well, at least it was Davis. It wasn't like a junior college or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But um, what was your major again? Environmental science. science. Yeah. Aha. Very uh, nice. No, so like, and that's that's how you got hired working in advertising at Twitter. <laughs> Now I'm totally not working in advertisement at all. Or I'm working Twitter. in product. Yeah, I'm still in advertising. Um, yeah, so... So if you had kids, you'd be the cool dad. I think Ooh. it's like, if my kid is like, if I see potential in my kid, I definitely will like want them to like aim higher. Yeah. But if my kid is like legitimately an idiot, I can only hope that he just moves out of my house. <laughs> and God, damn, don't get arrested. No love, shit. Well, no, it's like you have to be... A, you have to set the right expectations for the right for the kid, right? So like you can, because there's some kids who really didn't respond uh, well when their parents were super strict with them, whereas other kids were like they're a straight edge, they're still a straight edge, and they don't do anything crazy, and that's yeah. just how they are. 
I have a weird belief that, like, I never, like, if I have kids, I don't worry about, like, the kid being, like, this hooligan who, like, I can't believe I use the word hooligan. I feel so fucking old now. You're getting old, my friend. <laughs> fucking crazy kid who, uh, like, I don't know, just, like. Beat them with your cane. Who just, like, snorts cocaine every day and, you know, shoots up on the weekends. I can't picture that because, like, I don't know, I wasn't that kid. And, like, in the, like, genetics are, like, in my mind, the most powerful thing. Like, they have those studies of, like, twins who are separated and, like, have no interaction together and come and, like, eventually meet each other, like, 20 or 30 years later. And they, like, are shocked at how identical they still are. So, to me, there's always the nature versus nurture debate. And I always think nature is much more powerful and much more of an influence. So, like, if I have a kid, I don't think that he's, like, I here. I don't I don't worry that he or she are going to, like, be so, like, rebellious that it'll be hard to deal with and they're going to make dumb mistakes like that because I'm, like, if they're related to me, they're going to have their shit together. I think for me it's nature and nurture. It's definitely both, but I, I'm both. just saying nature okay. stronger. Okay, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so. it. So, yeah, and right now in Hollywood there's so many right now movies. There's more and more movies about, like, Asians in them. And, uh. All of them in some degree. Yeah, when are they gonna have the movie about white people, man? I'm waiting for the white people movies someday to come. I feel like we haven't had our day yet. I'm just waiting. We'll see. I don't know. Moving on. When's when's crazy rich white people gonna come out? Or White Panther. The Caucasian Panther. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a Tumblr post where um, I guess this person really didn't know anything about comics Uh and he decided to make his spin, his artwork, on Black Panther. So he made the Black Panther white. Nice. Okay. And so like Tumblr exploded sure that and said, that's racist. How dare you? And he's like, well, I, he's saying I'm from South Africa or something like that. I might be butchering. Was he white? Details. I think he was white. Uh, and okay. he's like, I'm just putting my spin because in South Africa, there is a good population of Caucasians there. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get the specifics of why and the political trauma that is in South Africa, but there are white people in South Africa. Getting political episode six. I'm trying to avoid that. And I'm just saying. So yeah. And he's like, I'm just putting my own spin. I don't know anything about this comic. I, I just know that this is a movie that's out right now, and I just want to do my own artwork. And so for that, after hearing his explanation, I can I can sit there and say, all right, cool, whatever. It's just art. It's just your own interpretation. He say he's a black person with albino syndrome. <laughs> that's yeah. a thing too. Like people with no, albino. It is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So it's like um. I'm going this. But yeah, there's, right now there's a lot of content with like Asian identity. So crazy rich Asians. Yeah. Uh, it actually did horrible in China because they felt like this is a Western perspective of what Asian is. Hmm. Um, whereas in America, a lot of Asians enjoyed it and yeah. they were able to relate to it to some degree. I can see that. But they obviously can't relate to it 100% because they're not loaded and billionaires. I didn't see it, but I definitely wouldn't mind seeing it. Uh, you can borrow that. I still have searching. Haven't touched it. Damn, you're missing out, man. That's a better. No, I want to watch it, but I need. A, but I've been out and about so much, and I kind of want to sit down and see if I can get some friends to watch it with me. I feel that. Yeah. That's a. That's another good example. The main cast is Asian. John Cho. Yeah. And I mean, I, his daughter is the main character. And I can't comment on searching per se mm-hmm. uh, on it, but I can talk about like the movies that I've. You should with. watch it by the next podcast. Then we'll just talk about searching. That'll be the topic because it's that good of a movie. <laughs> I can probably squeeze it in. Yeah, oh, yeah. probably. Uh, oh, no, yeah, I can probably squeeze it in. Just For anyone who hasn't watched Searching, it's a very unique movie where the entire movie takes place on screens in some form or another. And uh, it could be computer screens, could be TV screens, could be cell phone screens, FaceTime screens, anything like that. And I think that makes it cool. And uh, the director's from San Jose, so a little Bay Area pride. Uh, yeah. Woo! Anyways, so... As he wears an L.A. shirt. <laughs> Dodgers! Uh, the Fodgers. I, I was like, oh, because right now we're in Oakland. And I'm thinking, 
I like a shuffle rain Dodger blue. <laughs> then I thought, this is Oakland. They like the A's. I don't, I don't care. Think, I don't think those areas that uh, I've been here less than a week, so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let, let me know if you hear gunshots. Anyways, um, not yet. Yeah, so every Asian movie right now that's currently out has kind of like their own um, identity. I know recently right now there something that kind of went viral a little bit is a documentary about an Asian dude who uh, is trying to be a model. Really? And, What's his name? I don't know. Uh, I had the name. Jackie of Jackie Chan. Oh. <laughs> um, where is it? Where is it? The well, the movie, the documentary itself is called The Ugly Model, and he was talking about how like he was depressed of like because he was Asian, he thought he was ugly. Mm. And oh, then like when sad. I saw pictures of him, I'm like, I wish I had your body because he is shredded, he actually looked like chiseled and everything. Wow. And so yeah, that's the thing is that a lot of people, a lot of Asians actually do feel that way. Just and insecure because you're insecure Asian? because of their ethnicity. Wow. And that's one example. For example, this is a level of death that I'm not used to. <laughs> I usually just talk about the dumb jokes in Spider-Man. Yep. Anyway, so there's you know Jeremy Lin, right? NBA phenomenon. Yeah. Okay, so my Instagram name's kind of based off him, Vin Sanity. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, there's also Vince Carter, and yeah. he kind of yeah. He did the same thing. Uh, well, he didn't do it. Fans did. Fuck. <laughs> oh well. Anyways. Oh yeah. So like, uh, there's one team that explicitly came out and said this. Our statistics, our data, mm-hmm. when we plugged it into a computer, it said to draft Jeremy Lin as a seventh draft pick. Okay. Because he was faster. He was more explosive. He has faster response time compared to a lot of the people in his draft class. Uh-huh. But because he was – there's, but there was no other reason not to draft him. Okay. Except he was Asian. So mm-hmm. nobody drafted him because of that. But wow, all, that's fucked up. All objective data said that he was um, – he was a what? He was a good candidate. He was a good yeah. draft pick. Yeah. But he was undrafted. That is pretty sad. Awesome. And, uh, That's fucked up. So yeah, no. So it's very like it's very hard for I can see a lot of for me it's I didn't see that because I grew up in a heavily Asian dominant community. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who aren't are very like like they're not proud of it and they have a hard time finding like a reason to be proud, which sucks. And yeah. It, 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 do you feel like you ever, like, find more Asians who, because of that, like, feel very, like, they feel very strongly that their culture is, like, repressed and, like, not as popularized? Do you feel like you meet any Asians who kind of, like, really strongly, like, hate on white people? Because <laughs> I feel like I've actually met a few who, like, at least through social media constantly talk about, like, more movies with non-white actors, like, and then, like, I've seen some people actually admit, like, oh, there was a time I actually hated white people. Like, some people have said that. I feel like there definitely is some people like that. Yeah, because I can see that definitely being, like, a kind of belief on the down low for, like, not all Asians, obviously, but some, if they really feel like their culture's getting, like, misrepresented and not, like, not very popularized when you just have, like, white person movie after white person movie after, you know, white celebrity everywhere. Um, I mean, I'm fine with whatever, like, celebrity is whatever. I'm fine with whatever, whoever is playing what movie. Yeah. I don't care. But if a movie is that person, is that role, is supposed to be that ethnicity, uh-huh. then let it be that ethnicity. If that person is supposed to, if his role... So you don't want James Bond to be black, you racist? <laughs> no, I mean, like, if I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I know that's not what you're yeah. saying. I was just like, huh. <laughs> I wouldn't be the thing is I'd be okay if he was consistently white. Yeah. But if they change it, I wouldn't care. Yeah. No, I see. Yeah. That. yeah. But, um, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's like if 
You don't have, like you don't have to change the character to be like Asian just for the sake of like trying to be PC. Like if the yeah. character was originally like not a non-Asian race, you can keep him that way. To me, if you did that, I'd be like, why the hell did you do that? You're stupid. Why yeah, that's like that else? Iron Fist controversy. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like the character Iron Fist is white, and then like like some there was some controversy where people thought it was whitewashing that he was white, but it's like the character was white. Like it's not yeah. like they're changing anything. That's how he's always been. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter if anything. It's a positive they didn't use an Asian actor because the show sucked. <laughs> I think definitely for me with Iron Fist was. All right, if he's white, he's white, right? I didn't care. Yeah, but when exactly. I learned that there's a better Asian actor that I got and tried out, yeah. that's where I lost my shit. And he was in the show. Yeah. yeah. And he actually knew martial arts. Yeah. So that's where I lost my shit. But I mean, the guy I would have been okay. probably only got it because he was in Game of Thrones. That was probably yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it was definitely a poor casting choice. And so that's where, like, if he was white, he was white. I wouldn't have cared. He All was right. supposed to be white. Yeah. R.I.P. the Marvel Netflix shows. Not even a year. <laughs> not even a year that they've been gone, and like already, I feel like everyone's forgotten about them. Hey, maybe they might get revived on um, Disney Plus. You never know. I don't think so. I'm not. They're I'm not, not getting revived. They're too dark. Yeah, I don't know. Daredevil was good. Day, Dare, yeah. As long as they kept Daredevil alive, I would have been fine with that. But. Yeah, they're not. It's sad. No, Daredevil. Daredevil was so good. It was. It really was. It now so they're probably bad. gonna reboot it, but they had such a good act, like such a good cast. Like everyone was good on that show, and all three seasons were consistently good. I really hope they do reboot it with the same cast and same continuation storyline. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't think. What's full thinking? I need to be a billionaire so I can be fund this. <laughs> I don't think it's a reboot. I think they just uh, pick it up again. But uh, yeah, Daredevil. We should do a season. We should do an episode just talking about Daredevil. God, that was a good. That was a good show. Yeah. So I don't know what listeners think about like the whole like uh, what is that Asian identity. I think personally is that if you can't retain your roots, try to retain as much as you can. But I do know that a lot of things do get lost with time. Yes. And so if that's the case, then so by all means, but I definitely do. I but I definitely do encourage people. To not be ashamed of their ethnicity because that's not the norm. And if that's the case, screw them. What the hell? Insert more like explicit terms. I feel like we got really deep on this episode. I'm not used to it. This is like a foreign episode uh, for me. <laughs> how do you feel about yourself, your time living in America, Vince? I mean, born and raised here, pure American bread. Uh, I really have no feelings. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like people always ask, like you know, people have always like talked about the, like twenty three and me and ancestry stuff. Like mm-hmm. I've always, I could not have cared less about that. I don't care what I am. Like I don't know. It's weird. I just have no interest in knowing what I am culturally because I'm like, like my dad is like super into that stuff, and he'll like he keeps saying like, oh, we're one hunt, we're one. 100th related to like King Arthur the blah 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 I'm just like what, what good does that do us knowing if I was anyway like if I'm related to somebody cool or like if I am like 28% Welsh and like 60% Greek or whatever like those aren't true by the way but like who, <laughs> who, like who cares what good does it do I don't know I don't notice anything different because of that and I don't know like I guess I'm so like ignorant to that maybe I think personally is that like it's cool to know that I mean I wouldn't spend the money because I can just I already know what my Ethnicity, nationality, bloodline is yeah for the most part yeah, and it can only digress so much. <laughs> um, I just know I'm more Native American than Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Burr. Still, I, I'm one one fifteenth. I think still, she's one one sixteenth. Oh, I still probably vote for her regardless because all the other. Well, it depends on who's running. Anyway, ooh, getting political. Ooh, talking about that. deep cultural topics that we're talking about. Ooh, wait for that. No, um, we should do a live stream for the debates. Oh my gosh, can we make that into a drinking game? 
I legit like no. Can we like drink while watching the debate? I really want to do that. Except I can't find a single person to do that with. All me. right, I'll do it. All right, cool. Let's do that. Um, what what are the rules going to be? Every time Elizabeth Warren gets flustered. Every time Bernie Sanders says the American people. Anytime, anytime socialism is brought up. <laughs> anytime he demonizes the rich. Anytime the commentary says, uh, "Your time is up." Excuse me, your time is up. <laughs> Take a shot. <laughs> Dies of liver Anytime failure. Anytime Joe Biden tries to touch a pretty lady. <laughs> Anytime Joe Biden mentions Obama. <laughs> uh, we should do it. What about Andrew Yang? Look at that. He could be our next president. Oh, don't get me started on that right now. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. I'll just ask. Well, okay, yes or no? One one word answer. Do you yeah, like Andrew Yang? Yes. Okay. That was a very strong yes. Do you believe in his universal basic income idea? Broke as hell, of course. <laughs> it's only a thousand dollars per month, I think you're saying, right? Yeah, that's twelve k, which translates to a lot of money I can use to save and invest. That's true. Yeah, that goes back to the economy. I'm gonna negotiate with them. I'm I'm gonna say I'm only gonna vote for him if he says two thousand per month. Damn. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> I'm uh, sure he's really gonna take that to heart. One guy he's never met. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who's only listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast? I I, mean, I really hope he does gain some more steam because more uh, definitely a. Um, an active threat on the platform, especially yeah. right now because the news really isn't giving him much attention. Yeah, really? I mean, he's one of those guys, you know he's not going to get elected. Like, it, I don't think so either, unless something dramatic happens. And he's even said that his primary concern isn't actually, like, winning. It's He's the anti-Trump. He's not, like, what winning isn't important to him. It's, like, he cares about the idea of, like, automation, like, really fucking us over in the future. And he just wants to publicize that more. Oh, no, that's absolutely true. And just, in yeah. general, the step before that, which goes back to our contract life... A lot of those jobs are being deprecated to other countries because it's cheaper. But wait oh, till yeah. that gets automated. Yeah. And everybody is just SOL'd after that. Yeah. He brought up truckers a lot too. How that's going to be like. He's talked about like studies of like when people in that kind of job industry are like lose their job and it's like kind of causes a lot of uh, violence and riots. I guess you could say. No. Yeah. So there's actually some controversy in that culture and. Because truckers, yeah, no, you get paid like 90 100k, yeah, it's good money, yeah, and you get to travel. I mean, my a lot of them have families, so they aren't going to be able to support their families. And you take like a sense of pride in like your like yeah. being able to support your family and like what you do for a living. But actually, one of the largest ethnic group that is into trucking is the Sikh um, people, the Sikh, yeah, you the people who uh, wear the turbans, oh, yeah, the, the, their uh, religion, that group, yeah, they're actually big on trucking. And so, like, I can easily see that, especially right now in the political climate of America, of, like, how dare you immigrants take our job, BS. But at the same time, like, you have Uber who's making automated trucking driving. It's like, oh, all right, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, Andrew Yang has got, he's got a point about all that. Yeah, no, I think he totally does. That's what, I mean, I feel like automation is a word Donald Trump has never used in his life. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, so, like... He's, that's, like, an issue he's never brought up. He just cares about the wall and no, sucking he, up to he, Vladimir Putin. He did address automation, but in his own way. He said that, I will give jobs back to the factories. But the factories are saying, hey, thanks for the tax cut. We just invested more money into our automation. Hmm. That's what happens. Wow. I've actually never heard Trump talk about that. He doesn't talk about automation directly. He just says giving jobs back. Back to the factory. Work. Oh, okay, that's what I mean. He doesn't, he doesn't directly talk. He doesn't about directly it. talk yeah. about, it, but it, it affects the automation thing. Yeah, because he related. gives them the tax breaks. He gives. Well, that's them what I'm saying. It seems yeah. like it's a factor that he doesn't even like have in his mind at all. Whereas, like, this is like Andrew Yang's like number one. Yeah, that and UBI. Focus. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty much the only two things I know him for. And for being on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, he did talk about the climate change where, like, give up on climate change right now because we are, because we screwed ourselves that much. At this point, we should move to uh, climate more. No hope. He believes in climate change. But he's saying that we've already screwed ourselves so bad that we need to think about the next steps. Not think about, like, uh, what we're trying to do now. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And okay. so, like, a lot of people I know that drive, uh, caught on that and said, wow, that's actually really sobering. Mm. In a way. Yeah. I gotta say, this is a weird episode, John. <laughs> this is very, like, I feel like this is us trying to, like, pitch for CNN. I don't know. It's deep. Know. It's that's, deep. That's, that's, that's the I like I saw. You're opening up. You're opening up. It's good. Yeah. This, I feel like this is a Jaw-centered episode. This is Jaw opening up about something that's very important for him I to I welcome about. you. If you have anything you want to talk about, any Doctor Who episode, <laughs> we can watch it together. I don't ever want to watch Doctor Who with you, Ja. I can't make that more clear. I thought about it, and then I realized it's not a good idea, and I'm happy I saw it. What if it's my birthday wish that we watch Doctor Who together? That's going to be a bad birthday. I'm sorry. Anyways, but... No, you should actually watch a few Doctor Who episodes, just not with me. <laughs> I want you to watch them just so I can get your opinion on There's for sure a few that I think you uh, really would I'll do. watch the Weeping Angels stuff. The Weeping... No, you would like The Weeping Angels, I'm pretty sure. Like, it, like some episodes are legit like a horror movie. Like, there's one, uh, this plot, so it's called Midnight. Actually, remind me of sending that later, because I might be able to pitch it with my friends to watch it. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. You can do double feature searching <laughs> in Doctor Who episodes. But, uh... Which called? No, so this episode Midnight, right? Mm-hmm. I won't say any spoilers, so I don't need to say spoiler alert. But, basically, uh, the main character, the Doctor, goes on a plane, and on the plane... There's a weird, like, kind of, like, turbulent thing they happen, and then this, like, kind of, like, weird, invisible alien creature gets on, and then it possesses one of the, the passengers, and she gets, like, really huddled, and then everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? And then they see her huddled in the corner, and they're like, what's with her? And that's a little weird. And then she's, like, looking around, and, like, super jerky, and she's, like, clearly possessed by something, and she starts, like, muttering, like, mumbling. And basically, eventually, she gets to a point where she's just, like, repeating. She starts talking, but she repeats everything that everyone's saying, like, perfectly. And then she keeps, she starts, she get, eventually, as time goes on, she repeats them, like, quicker. So, whereas she was repeating them with a second delay, she's repeating them with only, like, a half-second delay. And then, like, 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 syncing, like, like, completely in sync with what they're saying. And they're like, how's she doing this? And it's, like, really freaking everyone out. And then eventually, it, like, gets to the point where she's, like, saying things before they say them. So, she'll say them, and then the person would have said it before. So, then now she's ahead of them, and it sounds like they're repeating her. And then the people on the plane start freaking out, and they think, like, the doctor is the one who's causing this. Because she eventually gets to a point where she's, like, um, saying things ahead of what he's saying. And he's, like, in a weird thing where he's, like, possessed, and he can't move, and he's stuck. And she's just, like, saying things ahead of him. And she kind of convinces the people on the plane that he is, like, the demon, and they're about to kick him off. And But, yeah. It's a, it's a trippy concept. You gotta see it. You went off on that. <laughs> Does that makes sense. I don't know. That probably didn't. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, but it's a cool concept once you see it live because the actors like are in perfect sync with each other, so it's cool seeing that. And it's like it really has a horror movie like creepy, like you don't know what's going on. Live, so, yeah, just remind me, uh, remind me the title later. Midnight. That's what it's called. On that note, um, I think it's the midnight hour of this podcast. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, we can call it quits. Yeah, this is the deep episode. We'll call it. We can call it the the mature sociological sociocultural. Yeah, definitely. Hashtag deep episode. Uh, we'll hash out the details exactly what we want to write in a bit. But yeah, yeah. thank All you for right. listening. This concludes our segment for this week. And we will see you again next week. Hashtag stay woke. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.